he has been the best teacher because it's just a matter of noticing and playing around with what is the feedback that I'm getting from this other human being. And it's just been absolutely amazing. Hi, and welcome to Doc Working, the whole physician podcast. I'm Jill Farmer, and I'm one of the lead coaches at Doc Working. And I'm really excited today to be joined by Margaret Webb, who is a life coach who specializes in parenting and helping parents specifically who perhaps are parenting the child they weren't expecting when they were expecting. Margaret has a long career as a parenting coach and the lived experience of being a parent to a wonderful, wonderful young man who also was not necessarily exactly what his parents were expecting as well. So we're going to talk a little bit about that experience. And Margaret has been married for a long time now to a wonderful neurosurgeon. So she has the lived experience of co-parenting with a physician and really specifically understanding some of the parenting issues and parenting challenges that come along with that role as well. And my favorite thing about Margaret is she is a very dear friend and been a collaborator of mine for a long time. We have uh, partnered in crime on a number of different things. So I'm really excited to bring her expertise and wisdom to all of you today. Hi, Margaret. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. And I just love you. So I can't wait to explore this with you. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your specific journey. You are working full-time as a very busy teacher, helping to support your husband who was on the very long and arduous path of medical training to become a neurosurgeon. And so then you guys decide, hey, maybe it's getting to be time where we want to become parents ourselves. Pick up the story there if you would. Yeah, we got married when we were 23. And so we're about to celebrate our 25th wedding anniversary. But he was in his research year of his residency. And we thought, okay, this will be an ideal time because he'll, you know, be home more. And we're almost at the end stretch of his neurosurgery residency. And so we decided, okay, we're almost 30. This will be a great time to get pregnant. And so we did. And from there, things got really interesting because things did not go as we expected. We got pregnant and then spent a year in Auckland, New Zealand for a year before his chief residency year. He actually had to go to Auckland before I gave birth. And I had the choice to either leave my teaching job when I was 30 weeks pregnant so that I could go with him and be over there in time to give birth, or I could stay back in the States. And so I chose to stay in the States to finish out my teaching year and then have our son at the hospital with the doctors that I knew. And so he was not there when I gave birth, which was a very interesting thing because we ended up needing to have an emergency C-section and me not having medical knowledge didn't realize like, oh, maybe we should just demand to have this sooner than later and ended up that our son had the cord was wrapped around his neck. And so he was losing oxygen and all sorts of things happened, you know, just as a result of that. And so he was born and things progressed and we went to New Zealand and everything was hunky-dory. And then 
towards the end of our year there, it started to become apparent around his one year birthday that things weren't going as planned. And so he wasn't babbling. He wasn't responding to his name. He wasn't waving bye-bye, you know, and so that kind of sent up some red flags for us. And we came back to the States and after his year, and then he did his chief residency year. And I went back to teaching. Andrew went to daycare and things got even more challenging because he did not want to sit at the table. He didn't want to do certain things that the other kids his chronological age were able to do. And so, you know, that was the start of our journey. And so at that point, you know, obviously chief residency is not a laid back year. You're trying to juggle parenting and your own career as a teacher and feeling like, hey, I know from previous conversations we've had thinking, I'm a teacher, I should be able to handle this. We've got this, we've got a teacher and a brain surgeon, we, we can do this with this kid. So what was your behavior like in that time? And what were you trying to achieve during that early time of knowing that maybe Andrew was on a different path from, you know, at least the other kids in daycare you knew at that point? Yeah, so we definitely had been high-fiving each other beforehand thinking, all right, we got this thing in the bag. We are going to be the best parents possible for this child based on, you know, our experience. And at that time, I went into full-blown warrior mode where I was just, you know, like, okay, like I've got to fix it. I've got to take care of everything. And we had visited a pediatrician who happened to be one of the parents of one of the kids that I was teaching and she started asking questions and I got very defensive around anything regarding differences showing up with my child because, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, this is my baby. Like, why are you saying this about my baby, my child? Like, he's just a late talker. He's just like Einstein, you know, he's brilliant, clearly. And so there was a lot of defensive warrior energy where I just really wasn't willing to accept that there might be something different. Now, I did accept help in the form of we had speech pathologists and play therapists who came to our house and we did evaluations, we did the hearing screening, we did all sorts of stuff. But at that point in time, you know, because he was doing his chief residency year, I felt like I needed to take on everything and make sure that everything was done so that when he came home, he got to be park man, like park man, you know, he'd come in and our son would grab him by the hand and take him down to the neighborhood park and they would goof around and swing. And so it was very important for me to make sure that they had their relationship and that they maintained that. And looking back now, I realized that it was at the expense of not really bringing in him and allowing his input and support. Like we would go and do MRIs and I would do it by myself. And they always ended up, it was a horrible, horrible experience. And, you know, looking back, I'm like, okay, he would have been the perfect person to bring, which I eventually did, because I'm like, he would know the language, he would know how to communicate certain things. But at that point, it was like, okay, I just need to do this all myself, which was not good. And so what 
changed. You're moving forward. And Andrew, eventually, it looks like you're being told by specialists, it looks like he's on the autism spectrum. Is that accurate? Yes. Yes. And then at some point, some light bulb went off for you that doing what you were doing by just trying to barrel through and fight this battle for him in order to fix it and get things back to quote normal wasn't really working. What was the shifting point for you? So the shifting point came, we had moved after his chief residency, he did a fellowship in Phoenix. And then that was like the year where I was going to do all these, you know, I was going to do ABA therapy. I wasn't working. And so I was just going to like do everything I could to get him caught up to his chronological peers. And I did it. And it lasted about 15 minutes, maybe not even. And I realized this is miserable. Like, what is my intention? My intention is for my kid to be happy. And so I was like, we went to the playground, we went to the park, we swam, we did all sorts of fun things. And then after that year, we went to Lexington, Kentucky for his first job. And I thought, okay, this is going to be the dream. You know, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom and it's going to be awesome. And Andrew was in a early childhood class at the local public school. And I just, I hit rock bottom. I really, I hit rock bottom thinking I should, there's, you know, that word should, I should be so happy. I should be living the dream. And there's so much that's out of my control. And I can't try to control what I can't control anymore. And I just, I lost myself. And I realized that in this process, I had lost who I was. I, you know, would verbally vomit on my husband when he would come home about potty training and speech therapy and school and all this stuff. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I can't be any fun to be around anymore. And that really, it hit me so hard because that's not what I wanted. And I thought even beyond that, you know, I'm not really sure who I am and this is the kind of partner and spouse that I want to be, but also what kind of mother do I want to be for my child? And realizing that if this is our life, how do we go about making it the best life that we can? with the child that we have, not the one that we expected. And that involved some grieving and allowing myself to grieve and say, you know, I expected something different and that's okay. And in doing that, then it was like this window shade moment or experience where then I started seeing him for exactly who he is, how he is, what his gifts are, what lights him up, what his challenges are, and how to best approach his challenges, not in a way that I had done in the past with maybe my students or with kids that I babysit for. You know, I had to kind of throw all of that out and really just tune into who is this child and how do they operate. And he has been the best teacher because it's just a matter of noticing and playing around with what is the feedback that I'm getting from this other human being. And it's just been absolutely amazing. And so your story, which has been so powerful, I know that pivot point of deciding what was in your locus of control and what wasn't and being more determined to kind of put yourself in some ways back in the driver's seat of your own life. 
instead of wailing and gnashing your teeth and wishing things were different than they were or trying to power your way through somehow fixing it. It's just so beautiful. It's such a beautiful reminder of things that I know we talk about a lot for anybody else who's listened to the podcast. And so you took that kind of awakening experience you had as a parent to take you know what had been such a hard situation and wishing things were different than they were and instead recognizing there was a lot of beauty and a lot of wisdom and a lot of discovery to be had and channeled that into going back to school and training as a coach and then implementing all those experiences together from coaching and especially the the PhD you got in parenting from having Andrew as your teacher and then coaching and putting that all together for the last decade plus as being a parenting coach who really focuses a lot of your work on other parents like you who are parenting kids who did not fit the mold in their brain, at least, about what things were going to be like before they had the baby. So how do you find this work, your lived experience, informing the work that you're doing with other parents now of everybody from young kids up through young adults? How does that work now for you? So it's actually, it is my favorite thing to do. It's not something that I initially thought that I would be doing. Initially, I was like, well, I can't help these other people. Oh my gosh, you know, what do I have to offer? And what I have learned is that working with the people that I work with, the parents who come to me, they appreciate the fact that I get what it's like to have a child who's having a meltdown due to sensory overload or the inability to emotionally regulate or to be picking up on energy of a situation like being at an airport or being in a lunchroom. You know, there's so much that goes on with kiddos like mine and like so many that isn't necessarily in textbooks. I certainly didn't read about that when I was in school to become a teacher. And so I've had to learn that. And so they appreciate the fact that I understand what it's like and also understand the judgment that comes from people, you know, whether it's strangers at the playground or a lot of them feel judgment from professionals that they take their kids to see. And to be able to support them in saying, okay, here's how you can communicate to those professionals, whether it's a doctor or a teacher, a therapist, the dentist, you know, getting an eye exam, anything like that. This is how you can communicate best in order to let those people know who your child is and how things work best for them because they want to help your child. But if they don't know who your child is or how to do that, then they can't do it. They're going to just kind of go with, you know, all right, like here's the regular, this is what we do. It's been so wonderful to be able to shift the energy and the perspective from being in that warrior defensive mode of going to, you know, like, oh, I've got to go and fight for this, to how do we bring people together to really create the best team for our child, our family as possible. And really, it's fun. And I love seeing the impact that that has. And it's powerful. I know having talked to people who have been fortunate enough to be your clients and families that have worked with you, the difference that it makes in their ability to be present to the different way their kids are thriving 
and to see it sometimes for the first time, as opposed to just being so hyper-focused on the way that, you know, the path is not the one that they had laid out. It's really, really beautiful to behold. Okay. So final question in this part of the conversation, update us now on how hilarious and funny 17-year-old Andrew's doing today. Yes, he is doing absolutely amazing. He's almost 18, which just blows my mind. And he's super excited to become an adult. And he thinks something magical is going to happen at 18 to make him suddenly independent, which cracks me up. But he's just, I call him kind of like Buddy the Elf. He's just joy and he loves like being with other people and doing different things. He went to a social hour the other night with my mother-in-law and there was somebody in the parking lot. And as I opened the door, she came over and she said, I just have to say, like, do you realize what a joy your child is? And he's just unapologetic of who he is and will compliment anybody, you know, like, wow, you look so beautiful or I love your shirt. He doesn't have ego and he doesn't have a social self-filter, which makes it so fun to be around. Now, Grano, he's also a teenager, but for the most part, he is who he is. And he continues to encourage me to be me unapologetically, which I think these kids have a lot to teach us. I have loved every minute of this conversation. I think it just really is really helpful for all of us to hear and any parent and any physician parent or physician couple to hear about this journey that started out so challenging. And certainly the challenges have not just been erased, but they've gotten a lot richer and you've made so much intentional space for making so many other incredible things to weave into this gift of, as you said, having Andrew as your best teacher and as your child. And We want to continue this conversation a little bit because Margaret in her expertise and in her coaching practice has developed a process that she and her neurosurgeon husband have really been able to use that works very well as a tool for people who are parenting kids with any kind of parenting challenge. So we're going to talk specifically about that process and why that process works really well for physicians coming up in a future podcast. So you want to make sure that you tune in to get that. Also, I want to send you to margaretweblifecoaching.com. Margaret has all kinds of resources there. She offers teleclasses that are for parents to come together and learn from her and learn from each other, because that's one of the biggest things I know, Margaret, is that you discovered is a lot of times parents feel very alone in this process. And so providing that community is really powerful and meaningful for them. So Margaret Webb Life Coaching, check it out. Tune in. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty of a specific tool and process that could help you out. And we know works well that should be comfortable for many of you as physicians. Meantime, if you heard anything helpful today, hop on over to whichever platform you listen to us on and give us a five-star rating because that really helps our ability to bring this information to you and to other physicians who might get something meaningful out of Doc Working the Whole Physician podcast. Until next time, it has been great being with you. I'm Jill Farmer, and we'll see you on the next Doc Working the Whole Physician podcast. We want to remind you that if you do want coaching support right now, all you have to do is go to docworking.com and you can check out our coaching opportunities for you to get a certified coach who is experienced in working with physicians. Also, if you're not on our newsletter yet, you got to get over to docworking.com today and sign up. 
That's how you find out about all kinds of offers and resources that we have available to you. So until next time, thanks so much for being with us here on Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. Hello, and thank you for listening. This is Amanda Taran. I'm the producer of the Doc Working Podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like and subscribe. We would also love it if you checked out our website, which is docworking.com. And you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. On Instagram, we are docworking1, and that is with the number 1. When you check us out on social, please let us know what you would like to hear on the podcast. Your feedback really means a lot to us. And if you're a physician with a story you'd like to tell, please reach out to me at amanda at docworking.com to apply to be on the podcast. Thank you again, and we look forward to talking with you on the next episode of Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast.